This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, Aviva, The Hartford, Liberty Life, Mass Mutual, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now, join Ringler Radio host, Larry Cohen. Welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, your host, and thanks for joining us again today. Remember, you can find all of the Ringler Radio shows on our website, ringlerassociates.com, or on the legaltalknetwork.com. And don't forget, you can get CLE credit for listening to Ringler Radio on Law.com's CLE Center. Well, today we're coming to you from the 2007 Annual Convention of the American Association for Justice, the AHA, right here in beautiful downtown Chicago. And for all of you out there who have not been to Chicago recently, I'd uh, I'd suggest you come out here. It's a really a beautiful city. They've done an awful lot of things here that uh, impressed the heck out of me. Well, joining me today is my co-host, Rachel Grant. Rachel is uh, one of our terrific settlement annuity specialists in Detroit, and Rachel's focus is on health care and professional liability cases. Rachel has 20 years of experience in structured settlements, and uh, also, because she's in Detroit, didn't have very far to come here today. That's true. Well, thanks, Rachel, for joining us. Thank you. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Attorney Jesse Ryder. Jesse is co-owner of Gregory and Ryder PC and the American Baby and Child Law Centers and is the immediate past president of the Michigan Trial Lawyers Association. He's been practicing law for over 20 years, and he joined with Attorney Russell Gregory to establish these American Baby and Child Law Centers. That sounds very intriguing, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Larry. Well, today we're going to talk with Jesse about his role as the MTLA president and uh, what are some of the challenges that different lawyers face in the state of Michigan and also his work in the birth injury uh, arena. Uh, first of all, Jesse, are we going to see a name change from the MTLA to the Michigan Association for Justice? Well, we actually voted on the name change and um, we passed it nearly unanimously. Uh, last year, the issue had come up. Um, among our members and our board, and uh, we decided not to change the name. Uh, the issue came back up again, and the research was overwhelming, and uh, we had representatives from the National um, American Association for Justice come out, and we voted and decided to change our name. So as of right now, uh, and beginning September 1st, will be the Michigan Association for Justice. Well, how about that? That was just a guess. Uh, Jesse, Let's discuss your uh, work with birth injury cases. Your firm, I understand, is basically dedicated uh, to birth injury cases almost on a sole sole basis. Is that right? Sure, yeah. The only type of law we do is birth injuries and um, uh, neonatal malpractice. Um, Our firm is about 10 years old now. Uh, My partner and I had both been doing birth injury cases uh, for 10 years prior to that. Uh, We formed um, American Baby and Child Law Centers and uh, Gregory and Ryder back in 1997, and uh, we've been doing exclusively birth trauma cases ever since. That's interesting. Now, had you thought about dabbling in other areas of law, or is it the focus so so important to you that, that that's all you're going to be doing? Well, and we focus strictly on birth trauma cases, yeah. and, um, you know, there are a lot of very serious cases out there. Uh, we 
we're focused on helping kids and uh you know we i love the work so well it's it's great it's it's terrific that you can have that kind of a specialty jesse as far as birth injury cases go tell me about the in the type of injuries that are most common that you're seeing in your practice well, uh, you know, we see vacuum extraction injuries. You know, they use the vacuum to suck the baby out. Yeah. Um, we see many premature birth cases where uh, they, there's an infection that the mother has that's not properly treated with antibiotics. She delivers early. Um, and then we see um, uh, cases where during the labor process, there's indications that the baby's in trouble and they don't do a C-section uh, fast enough. And finally, we handle some types of neonatal cases where uh, after the birth, the baby's uh, um, not managed well and uh, suffers an injury that way. You know, you've seen, uh, we've seen a lot of uh, changes in med practice over the last uh, 10 or so years. Uh, they're tougher to win. They're just uh, the standard of care issues come up. How do you deal with those issues? Uh, you have jurors sitting there almost holding doctors to a, to a, a wonderful standard, and you're there trying to, trying to blame them for something, and, and, and it must be tough. Well, that's right, Larry. And, and uh, you know, the, the uh, insurance industry has spent about $25 million over uh, the last 15, 20 years on um, um, promoting jury bias. And, uh, and therefore, the way we combat that is we do focus groups uh, and mock trials on just about every one of our cases to get a handle on what people think about our cases and the facts on our cases and how to win our cases and that is the way uh, we work on getting around that high level of jury bias. Interesting. Um, Jesse, can you tell me about some of the uh, tragic examples of the cases that you see in Michigan? Sure. I'll give you an example. I've got a case right now where um, it's a small community hospital, and uh, the resident who was involved in managing the case was a first-year resident who uh, left the program two weeks after the delivery. She was asked by the attending to perform a vacuum extraction on a baby, and it was the first one she'd ever done. And she put the vacuum in the wrong place and uh, pulled the baby out. The baby uh, suffered extensive hemorrhaging in the brain um, and, and seizures and uh, now has uh, a hemiparesis, a cerebral palsy on one side of the body, permanent seizures, uh, significant injuries. So that, that's an example of, of um, one of the cases that's ongoing right now. Amazing. It is. So do most of your cases settle out of court or pre-trial? Or? Majority of uh, birth trauma cases settle. Majority of our cases settle. Um, you know, those cases that don't settle, or very few cases don't settle. I, I understand that, and it's the uncertainty of the trial that, that makes that happen. And I'm sure you, you use the discovery process to kind of put a little fear into the other side and then hopefully get to that mediation table and make it happen. Well, well that's true. And, and uh, we do extensive discovery, and, and uh, many times we'll find records alterations and uh, missing records. You know, I took a, a deposition on Friday uh, where the hospital had pulled um, – a very important page out of the chart, and we had a copy of it. And we were able to confront the doctor, and the first words out of his mouth were, when he saw this page that had been missing for eight years, were, uh, oh, my Lord. Oh, uh, so, uh, Well, so I, think, I think it's true uh, almost in every case. If you can get a jury angry about things like that, that really, uh, that really changes the dynamic of the trial. Well, that's true, Larry, and that's exactly what they show, and that's what the focus groups show. If you can get that level of anger up, and that's precisely how you do it, it makes a big difference in the outcome in the case. Well, uh, Jesse, you're currently the president of, or the immediate press president, I guess, of uh, the MAJ now. Uh, 
tell us about the priorities of the organization. What, what, are, they, what are they trying to do? Well, our priorities uh, last year uh, were to win the elections in November. And uh, we were able to win the House in Michigan. Uh, we have a Democratic House now, uh, which is much more favorable to uh, the issues of injured people uh, resulting from negligence. Uh, from there, we established close relationships with uh, the D- Michigan Defense Trial Council, the State Bar, various other organizations. And uh, what we're trying to do now is pass legislative fixes uh, because uh, the pendulum has really swung in favor of insurance companies in our state. And uh, we're trying to pass legislation which will even things out and balance things out a little bit. So you have a Democratic House now in Michigan. And a Canadian governor. Uh, that's right. A Canadian <laughs> governor. She can't run for president, but uh, that's right. uh, she's doing well, a great job. That's funny. Yep. So what changes would you like to see in Michigan legislation? Well, you know, we would like to see a, a fix to the no-fault uh, area because we have a very, very conservative Supreme Court, which has ruled for the last five years for insurance companies about 80 to 90 percent of the time. And... Uh, so things are out of whack in Michigan. They're not fair. We need to get a fix for the no-fault arena, auto, and then we're looking to get legislative fixes in medical malpractice. And, again, this is to balance things out, just even them out, because right now uh, they, they overwhelmingly favor insurance companies. You know, it's interesting. We, we've spoken to medical malpractice lawyers today from Oregon where there are caps on damages. We spoke from, to someone from Kentucky where there are no caps on damages. Uh, and tort reform is always the issue that we, we talk about. Yet tort reform came to Michigan some time ago. What, how is the Michigan uh, handling the tort reform? What, what, tell, tell us about damages and caps. And, and when, you go to, when you go to trial, what are the limitations that you might say? Sure. Well, we have caps on damages in Michigan, and uh, they apply to certain types of cases, including medical malpractice. Um, uh, again, our legislation came out in 1994. problem with the, our legislation is how it's been interpreted by our Michigan Supreme Court which we call the Michigan Supreme Insurance Court. Um, What's happened is uh, medical malpractice filings in the last few years have gone down from several thousand to 900 in the last year. So the interpretation of the legislation is so extreme that it's very difficult to file cases and pursue cases now, and that's why we are going after uh, legislative fixes uh, to try to repair some of the damage. Can you discuss Michigan law and total immunity? How does it apply in Michigan? Well, Michigan is the only state in the union that has total immunity for drug companies. So when drug companies make drugs like Vioxx that uh, injure or kill people, in 49 states you can sue the drug company. Michigan's the only state in the union which you cannot do that. That was an important uh, campaign issue uh, in November, and um, a lot of candidates lost their seats because they voted for total drug immunity. And so it's an important campaign issue and we need to get things. You need to be able to go after a drug company if they make a drug like Vioxx that injures you. Well, well obviously, the uh, let's get back to these caps for a second. The, the caps are, are, you're trying to fight those caps. You're trying to, trying to lift those caps. Even though you had the tort reform legislation, you're trying to do what you can to lift those caps. Meanwhile, the courts are interpreting these cases how are you? Where does it stand right now on those on some court cases? Any big court cases pending? Supreme Court appeal decisions that might come out to to help your side? The, the caps have been upheld in Michigan, okay. and you know, in terms of our legislative fixes, we're not even trying to move the caps. Okay. That would be secondary. We're trying to fix the problems they've created with 
the affidavits of merit, the notices of intent, um, the extreme situation that if you don't file something perfectly with every detail, it will be thrown out on a hyper-technicality. We're trying to get the balance back that way. The caps, even though they're very significant, would be secondary. I think our chances of fixing the caps are are much more difficult than our chances of uh, moving other legislation. I got you. Okay, so you got your priorities set and you're going forward. We have our priorities set. Well, there you go. Well, let's take a short break right now. Uh, let's hear from some of the people that make Ringler Radio uh, a possibility here. And uh, back in a minute, we'll talk to uh, Attorney Jesse Ryder and Rachel Grant. This is Ringler Radio, internet radio from Ringler Associates. Quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 130,000 cases structured. This is Ringler Radio, internet radio from Ringler Associates. Placing more than $18 billion in structures over the past 30 years. And one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Ringler Associates, the only broker you need. Listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose a topic. Ringler Radio is produced by broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Legal Talk Network. It's free. We invite you to listen to our other shows on the Legal Talk Network and become a member. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Did you know Ringler Radio is one of the top three rated shows in iTunes? Thanks to all of our listeners who download all the Ringler Radio shows. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, Aviva, The Hartford, Liberty Life, Mass Mutual, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Did you know that Legal Talk Network shows are also available as CLE? Including Ringler Radio. Visit Law.com's CLE Center at www.clecenter.com. That's CLECenter.com to enjoy listening and get CLE credit. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and I'm joined today by Attorney Jesse Ryder, past president of the Michigan Trial Lawyers Association, which has recently changed their names to the Michigan Association for Justice. And my co-host is Rachel Grant, our settlement annuity specialist in our Ringler Detroit office. Uh, Jesse... You, you mentioned before your firm uses focus groups, uh, mock trials. Uh, they've always intrigued me. As they help you evaluate your cases as you, as you use these tools, tell us about how these focus groups and your mock trials work. How do you, how do you recruit the folks for these uh, mock trials, and what lessons do you learn from them? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I'm very lucky because my wife uh, has her own focus group company uh, in that's, Focus Research. That's very convenient. Very convenient. <laughs> so I get the family discount. I like that. Uh, so um, my wife's company sets up the focus groups. Uh, this allows me to do focus groups on every case. So we'll do between two and five focus groups on every case. 
kind of mini-mock trials. How do you choose the, the participants? How do you do that? Well, my wife does that. Well, um, how does she do that? Uh, she, um, I think they randomly pick them, you know, as randomly as they can. They look at the uh, jury panels that would be in any county, like most of my cases are in Wayne County, Detroit. They'll look at the panel, the makeup of that uh, jury panel you would expect to get in Wayne, and then that's how they go about picking them. So they try to them. pick the same demographic? and different levels of income and, and across the board. So I assume they put them in a room. Is it like a two-way, one-way mirror deal where they, they're watching their uh, their response to that uh, presentation? Yeah, we, we either pick one jury or two. And, uh, you know, we set it's set up with video cameras. Um, we will um, do various types of focus groups. Um, one of them is they are just read objective facts, and we get a handle on what they think of the facts in the case. Another type of focus group we do is uh, actually a, a mini-mock trial where we uh, do our openings, closings, present exhibits. They can hear witness testimony, uh, and then they deliberate. So those are basically the two types of focus groups. So you look, do. you watch over the, what the deliberations are talking about. You get insights into some of the key hot buttons on the jury that the jury was looking at when they saw that evidence? Exactly. Yeah. And you get an idea on what exhibits work, which ones don't. I mean, no, attorneys are notoriously bad about knowing what juries like. And this allows us to pick the right types of exhibits uh, to get a handle on which witnesses present well and which ones don't. The order of evidence uh, to simplify our cases so there's a number of reasons we use these. And doesn't it also depend on who you choose to present the defendant's point of view? The, the, who, you know, who, who is the defense lawyer presenting that point of view? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, typically, it would be an attorney in our office uh, who would present that point of view. Or uh, sometimes I'll do the defense and uh, we'll get another attorney to do the plaintiffs. Cool. Okay. Um, so tell me about the differences in the outcomes of cases. And in, in when you've used focus groups in those when you have not. Well, for... The last uh, six years, I've done focus groups on every case, so I've used them extensively. The last trial I had uh, was a uh, vacuum injury, and in that case, uh, we did our focus group. There was a dispute between the doctor as to when the doctor had been called. The jury very much liked the case, the focus group. I told the defense that, that this case was a winner, and they didn't want to offer anything, so we went to trial after we won a significant verdict the jury panel came back and told me the exact same things that the focus group had told me. So uh, I was sold on focus groups after that and have been doing them ever since. They're expensive, I would assume, right? Yeah, I get the family discount, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they are expensive. That's true. But, but you know, costs, the costs in a case are expensive, and, and birth trauma cases you know, cost anywhere from $100,000, $200,000. So uh, focus groups are, are not that big compared to you know, other costs in the case, expert witness fees and things like that. So you use them on every case then, Jesse? Every case. Okay. Uh, wow. Every single case. And, you know, I really enjoy it. You know, we'll spend a Saturday or Sunday doing it, and uh, uh, I get to uh, argue my case. If I'm not going to try the case, at least I get to hear what a jury thinks of my arguments and uh, how our blow-ups look and things like that. So it, it makes us better. Well, let me ask you this. How, how have you found... You know, everybody's telling me that it's tough to win these cases these days. It's tough to win medical malpractice cases. Uh, as you said, uh, insurance companies have obviously uh, done done their job in trying to convince the jurors about that. You must be very selective in the cases you, you pick, I would assume, uh, because there's a lot of cost involved in bringing these cases, and uh, 
you know, even, even though you look at the various elements of what a case, why, what, what may make a case a good case for you to pursue, uh, it's got to be tough. It is tough, and you have to pick cases that you think you can win. Um, you know, there might be cases that are very strong in the medicine. There's definitely malpractice, but, you know, you can test that type of case with a jury, and they don't like it, and you're going to lose. So you need to pick cases that you can definitely win, uh, and that's one of the benefits of uh, the focus groups that we do. Well, let's assume that you do settle a case or win a case, but let's assume you settle a case because most cases are settled. Uh, one of the big issues is that you're really representing, in most of those cases, you're the voice of the child, aren't you? You're, you're the family lawyer, but you're trying to provide for the long-term care for those those little babies that are that are traumatized at birth through these defects. We're structured settlement people, Rachel and I. Of course, we're biased to structured settlements, but but obviously, there's a it's a tremendous way for I I would assume that you take those funds and and provide for that long term care for those for those kids. Sure, it, it is critical, and these kids are great. I mean, we learn we love these kids, and and uh, um, you know I got the best job in the world. Um, I've got young kids, so it's great. Um, it's great working hard for these kids, and uh, our goal is to provide for them for the rest of their lives. And uh, that's why um, uh, it's critical to have uh, structured annuities on these cases, cases and special needs trusts. We need to make sure that they're taken care of for the rest of their lives. And, Rachel, I'm sure you're, you're helpful in that, resp- in that regard. I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, structured settlements have provided uh, long-term care for, for these injured especially for these children for, for a number of years now. And I can't tell you how many times, and I'm sure Rachel can speak to this too, that how many times that we've had families say, thank goodness for the structured settlement because the cash that we took in the, in the beginning of the case has been dissipated by now, and yet these payments are flowing out and it provides for that, that measure of, uh, you know, just security. Right. And, and uh, you know, statistically, if... When people get their settlements, most people settle. Most people spend their money in the first couple of years, and that's why annuities are so important because these kids need money for the rest of their lives, and uh, that, that, that's why we try to get annuities and structured settlements in every one of our cases. Great. I like that, don't you, Richard? I sure do. <laughs> well, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, I think what you're doing in this uh, Michigan Association for Justice, is that what they call it now, M-A-J or M-J-A, uh, is going to benefit the people of Michigan, and, and that's what's important. You're, you're working for the children of Michigan and for the families of Michigan, and uh, I think the people of Michigan should be uh, happy that you're working on their behalf. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a noble cause, and I know you're fighting the battle out there, Jesse, so we commend you for that. Well, thank you, Larry. Thank you, and thank you for having me here today. I really appreciate it. Well, let's, uh, let's just say this about uh, Jesse. You've uh, you're been a great guest. We've enjoyed having you. What about people who want to reach you and, and get in touch with you? How do they do that? Sure. Our webpage is um, www.abclawcenters.com, mm-hmm. so they could reach us on our webpage. And our phone number is one eight 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 four one nine baby That's B-A-B-Y. So it's 888-419-2229. Okay, great. And Rachel, if someone wants to reach you? Um, you can go through the Ringler website, www.ringlerassociates.com, or our office number is 248 643 Four eight seven seven. Sure, and and our office number uh, for the guests is eight 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 four one nine two 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 nine. Great, and uh, if you want to reach me again, Ringler website's the place to be. If you want to listen to Ringler radio shows, again, RinglerAssociates.com. I want to thank our guests. I want to thank Rachel and uh, the rest of you out there who listened. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Larry.
Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, Aviva, The Hartford, Liberty Life, Mass Mutual, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential.